Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Berto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. Welcome to another great show that we intend to have today. Welcome aboard, Mike Mike. How you doing, Mike Mike? Bridge MCP is here. She says, hi, all. How is the eye? Well, I have two bionic eyes now, two artificial lens in my eyes to resolve my cataract issue. I'm still dilated on this eye, so I'm a bit blurry. And you know something? Uh, since I'm a bit blurry, if I misread something, forgive it and blame the eyes. Anyway, welcome aboard, Bruce Pollard. Welcome aboard, Bridge MCP. Welcome aboard, Mike Mike. Welcome aboard, Lee Grant. Welcome aboard, Daniel Lado. Welcome aboard, Alistair Waters. May Wood, welcome aboard. As well is Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain. As we have, as well, AVQ, El Senor Rodnin, and the one and only... Our union activist, Yvette Avery Herod, the one and only beautiful Yvette Avery Herod. Welcome aboard, folks. Welcome to all that are listening on the different networks, YouTube, Tweet, everywhere else as far as. And by the way, in podcasts, thank you, guys. Don't forget, share the podcast as well. Don't only share the live programs. The podcasts have been doing very well, and that is how we are going to get our message. What again? Out. Anyway. Uh, just a li little quick thing on personal. Yesterday, I went, got my surgery for the left eye. The right eye is done, and the right eye is coming along great. I can see, it seems I can see very well out of the right eye. The left eye is still dilated, still fully kind of making uh, depth perception and that kind of stuff. A little bit more concerning until it's, the swelling goes down, and that's why they give me all this stuff to... Stick in my eye, right? So that's what I'm going to be throwing in the eye continuously to make sure all, all gets well. And you know what? I found the service at Manzai, Dr. Manzai Clinic, whatever it's called, the people there, but that's how it is everywhere. Whether it is whatever hospitals I go to, um, ex not doctor's office. I have other stories about doctor's office. I'm not going to go there. But the people, I'm talking about the nurse assistants and the, and the and the the people in the front desk and all these places, they're always so wonderful, right? So I left here today and I'm just like, you guys are beautiful people. You guys are great. I, I love the bedside matter you guys have. The prices are too damn high. And you know what? I turned them on to come into the show here and to politics and right at KPFT. And I said I'm a political activist. And I don't care what your politics are. I want to talk to you guys all of the time. And Healthcare for all. And they, when I said healthcare for all, all the nurse practitioners and everybody turned around and did this and shook their head. And we know what they're doing right there with the overcharging and all of that is a part of the system, it's systemic. But I was so amazed. I thought I, I, before, I kind of gave a preface that said something like, uh, remember, your politics don't have to agree with my politics to, you know, to come and check us out and all that kind of stuff. And I said, and by the way, I do believe in healthcare for all. And I mean, it was amazing how everybody turned around. Not one, not two. I'm not talking about the doctors in the back or although most of the doctors like my sister believe in healthcare for all. Uh, but these guys just turned around. And shook their head in agreement. Nobody said anything. They just turned around, looked at me. All of them looked at me and shook their head. 
I'm like, wow, what are we waiting for? Activists, we have got to make it more obvious. If you are in a private center based on capitalism, the way this place is at, you know, my surgery with insurance, with good coverage, ended up costing me $2,000, almost $3,000, right? $3,000 that I pretty much don't have, $3,000 because I couldn't see a health issue. Have great insurance, well, as good as an insurance that can have based on my wife and what she does with the district because we finally had to give up my $10,000 deductible $20,000 insurance, right? So I was enthusiastically happy when I saw that everybody in that office reacted. Everybody in that office reacted. Another cute thing happened. One of the ladies who didn't speak Spanish, a woman comes in there and she needs to know where to go for her eye surgery. And she's like, the lady is saying, uh, you have to go to the third floor. The lady had no clue what she was talking about. So I finally told the lady in Spanish, es el tercer piso en que tienes que ir. And they were so happy that one of their clients was able to translate the Spanish for the lady who needed to get to the third floor to have her surgery done. So anyhow, all in all, they experienced yesterday for the surgery and this morning early for them to go over their preliminary look to make sure that the lens were in correctly and all that good stuff went pretty well. So anyhow, I, I could not look. I, they, nobody paying me to say this or whatever. But the bedside manner that I got at Man's Eye Clinic, I was very happy with it. I was very upset and, uh, and this, I, I, I hate what a medical condition that I had nothing to do with costed me. So that is my era. But that has nothing to do with those wonderful people, those wonderful nurses, those wonderful technicians, those wonderful people that worked at that location. They had nothing to do with the ev evilness of our healthcare system. Anyhow, continuing the program. Let's see, Daniel Ledo says, welcome to PDR, the home of excessive redundant intro. Well, Daniel, I want to ask you something. I, this, I, I'm not, I, I just want to know, is there anything nice that you think you could say about either me or politics done right that makes you hang around other than wanting to uh, put, uh, collect all the information to put me in front of the tribunal? Is there anything nice at all that you'd like to say about all of us here? Anyhow. Mike Mike says, hi, hello, Waters. Hello to Miss Waters. Uh, Bruce says, now he can see the profile, or rather, the, 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 what? The people at KPFT, he's not going in after this week. Yeah, so what I, what I started doing is giving to my engineers, all the engineers that have engineered my show at KPFT, I gave them big hugs and thanked them for being engineers for me, etc. But I will still have engineers in the studio as I do politics done right from this studio in the morning. So, and what I intend to do, Bruce, is every so often I'm going to drive out there at 530 in the mornings just to keep the human contact with some of the, uh, the, 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 the engineers out there that have always been there for me. Because, I mean, I've, I've been at that studio at all hours that had my programs and sometimes specials that we have that we do out there that Sandy or somebody called and said, Berto, would you do this special or do that special at the studio when we're covering special news? 
And those engineers have always been there. So I will be going to tell them hi in as much as I can now do everything from my studio here. That, that, that was the compromise that we had. And I think it's going to work out well. We'll see. But I think it's going to work out well. But I, I always like to thank all of those that participated in creating a successful endeavor. Peggy Lopez says, hi all. Has DeSantis nationalized Disney World with his state takeover of control? That's a good one, Peggy Lopez. Carl Cox says, Fox News should have been required to pay a settlement of $2 billion. Also should have been forced to apologize for the misinformation, including, including uh, murder. I'm going to read something that I did at KPFT. It's good that you brought that up, Carl uh, Cox, because I, I agree with you wholeheartedly that the reality is Fox News won. I repeat, Fox News won. And here's what I had to say about that. Fox News has settled in, in case its case with Dominion. Fox News reached a last-second settlement with Dominion voting systems on Tuesday as the case raced toward opening statements pay, uh, paying more than $787 million to end the colossal two-year legal battle that publicly shredded the right-wing network's credibility. Fox News 787.5 million settlement with Dominion Voting System is the largest publicly known defamation set settlement in U.S. history involving a media company. The deal was announced hours after the jury was sworn in at the Delaware Superior Court. Rumors of the settlement swirled in the courthouse when after a lunch break, the proceedings dramatically ground to a halt for nearly three hours with no explanation while the parties apparently hammered out on the card. I'm not going to finish reading that. That article you can read elsewhere. But while it is great, it's my words here, while it is great, news from the, for Dominion as they will be awashed in cash, it is bad news for America because we will lose the ability to expose the lying charlatans in real time to the American public. We should not allow our airwaves to be used to purposefully lie and mislead Americans, irrespective of the First Amendment. Okay? Irrespective of the First Amendment. Let me tell you something, guys. Fox News won. That $787 million is peanuts. They've got $4 billion in the bank. That's peanuts. They will recover it by misinforming people and telling people, oh, Fox News is under attack. And people are going to rush their eyeballs to Fox News. Their price will continue to rise. Anyway, before I finish continuing, I know uh, Brother Brudnan brought us some stuff from the Independent News that said, uh, the Fox Settled News Lawsuit Network avoids painful trial over 2020 election lies. It, so they're paying 787. That is what we just covered, Brudnan. Check out the actual article by the Independent, which is different from the one that I have here from, I think, CNN. And I need to label that. I forgot to label that appropriately. Second item from Rudnan is a very important story. Oklahoma County leaders caught on audio talking about killing reporters, complaining they can no longer lynch black people. The governor of Oklahoma has called for the resignation of the sheriff, which he has, and other top officials in a rural county after they were recorded talking about beating, killing, and burying a father-son team of local reporters and lamenting that they could no longer hang black people with a damn rope. Governor Kevin Stitt called for McCurtain County Sheriff Kevin Clardy, County Commissioners Mark Jennings, Sheriff's Investigator Alicia Manning, and Jail Administrator Larry Hendricks to step down. And after the McCurtain County Gazette News published an article over the weekend about 
what was captured on recording. What the is this? Reading the details about what was actually recorded, it's even worse than the headlines. Horrifying. The thing about it, Brother Rodney, is this is not, if this little county in Oklahoma, we have that kind of wordiology occurring. Think about, I ask again, think about what is occurring in many of these other rural county run by these crazy right-wing folks that buy up all the Fox News crap that they put out there. That's what they see. You know, I feel sorry for these, those commissioners that said those words. They just don't know how outdated they are living in that particular cocoon. Though they are dangerous, they don't know how outdated they are. I mean, it's, a, it's amazing. Evil knows no bound. Mike Mike says, birthday boy. Whose birthday? Did I miss something? Oh, Alistair Waters, his birthday is May 18. That's my birthday. Whose birthday is May 18? Is there somebody else's birthday, May 18? Or are you speaking about me, beautiful Alistair Waters? All right, let's see what else we got. Peggy Lopez says, hi all. Has DeSantis nationalized Disney World with his state takeover of control? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hi all. Happy birthday, Egberto. Oh, Alistair Waters says, when is Egberto's birthday? No, 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 no. My birthday is May 18. Way yonder. All right. Continuando con lo que estoy diciendo, mi gente. Carl Cox says, Fox News should have been re required to pay. I read that one already, $2 billion. I agree. Fox News is an evil corporation, a lying corporation, and one that will continue to lie, but they will just lie now in a fashion where they can't get sued. And here is what I have to say to that. They, they, they lied about Dominion, so Dominion could sue them. They lied about the other company that's suing them for $2 billion. I can't remember uh, the name, Sectrum Metrics, or I don't remember the, the name of the company that's suing them. They can get sued for that. But here's the, uh, the deal. Now Fox News is just going to say they're saying this, or they're, some are saying the election are stolen, and they're going to use that terminology. My contention is that anybody listening to Fox News whether they be liberal, progressive, Democrat, MAGA, whatever, has standing. Note what standing means. If the words that you are putting out affects you, you've got standing. If I say, if I go to man's clinic and I, my eyes are doing fine, and I said, those guys cut open my eye and they tore it apart and it didn't work and it's a lie, they can come back and sue me because I lied about the good work that they did. Well, Fox News is supposed to be a news channel revealing news. Anybody listening to Fox News, we, we need to create the case where we give Fox, we give the average listener to Fox standing. And you know who made that even more clear? The judge in Amarillo, Texas. The judge in Amarillo, Texas gave standing where standing didn't belong. But the listeners of Fox News, it's evident they are directly affected by what Fox News said. Stand in. So if you're lying to them, they should pay. And lying doesn't mean that you make a mistake. 
Lying means that you knowingly lie, as in we know that uh, Tucker Carlson knew he was lying because he admitted that he didn't believe the things he was saying on air. That is maliciously lying, and people who made decisions based on a known lie should have standing in court. And that's my point. Lee Grant says, the posse might address the level of societal rot we have on our hands. Hundreds of Chicago uh, tears, uh, teens riot smashing car windows and attacking tourists, prompting large police response as locals and tourists fled. And you know what? They should respond. And they should do their jobs. So that's, there's, there's nothing about societal rot there. The, the, the causal nature of that behavior is known. Deprivation in these communities, okay? It, but I tell you what, let's, let's give a converse to that. We have uh, ho, uh, the story that I gave you with a neighbor here in Kingwood, Texas, uh, uh, Antonia, right? Antonia, I don't remember her, her last name. Her middle name was Antonia. But we had three kids run up to her door, ring the bell, throw glasses, break her glass, called her all kind of dirty nades, cuss at her through her window, and sped off in a car. Lee Grant, I don't remember you using that as, uh, I don't remember you in my opinion, and you tell me if I'm wrong, I don't remember those three white kids that did the same thing those black teenagers did in Chicago. I do not remember you classifying or trying to create societal rot from those kids who broke this woman's windows with stones, who had mag phones calling her out by names, who who rang her doorbell and gave the dirty, disrespectful commentary to her. Isn't that societal rot as well, sir? I would, I would tell you they're both societal rot, and it tells you one group of folks behave that way because society as what they see and the conditions that they live in. The other ones were created by the Fox News ideology of hate. Both negative externalities that created youth doing horrendous thing. One no different than the other. I just want to put that into context. All right, uh, Daniel Ledo says, can we get a wellness check on Bruce? Uh, does he have a history of seizures? What are you talking about? Anyway, Bruce is my brother. Love Bruce. Lee Grant, left and right, want to talk about crime stories, but which one's worse? The shootings are pretty, uh, are petty thefts? Lee Grant, when it comes to crime stories, you have nothing but apologies for the shootings. Again, the shootings are not valid. The shootings are shows that the criminal nature of their mentality. Every single one of those men, and look at what they look like. Every single one of those men share a common thread. I leave it up to you to figure it out. Justine's was them, was there a defining feature of these teens? Who did they attack? Please tell me the transgender in Chicago are, uh, I'm sorry, again, 
let's reveal the people doing these kinds of damages. Okay, Carcox says, Lee Grant, lawbreakers of all stripes should be punished. Fox News Corporations wasn't punished enough. Led to the media coverage of attempt to even throw American democracy on January 6th. Agreed. All right. Breach says, Lee police noted that there were social media posts covering teens uh, to fight in the loop. So if social media, this happened, how about January 6th from the president? It's amazing when you flip it, right, Bridge? Bridge MCC, oh, you sweet Egberto. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. And E2247 is in the house. He says, hello, relatives. Today's visit going to be the best ever. Peggy Lopez says, shocking. No Spanish speakers at the front desk. I was checking into the hospital 57 years ago, and every pregnant Spanish-speaking woman birthed her baby on the floor. No Spanish speaker present. I hear you, girl. Uh, Bridge MCP from YouTube, Carl Cox, Lee Grant, Lawbury. I read that one already. And let's see. Michael Rodden said, Carl Cox, this one's next on NBC. Fox faces similar defamation calls from Smartmatic. That's the company I was talking about after Dominion Settlement. That one is a bigger one for $2 billion, I believe. Fox settlement to the defamation lawsuit brought against the Dominion voting system this week, but still focus on a similar case. Smartmatic, Smartmatic USA. A voting tech company brought a $2.7 billion defamation against two flocks in 2021. The, the pace of Smartmatic case has been slower than Dominion's and is considered about a year behind. Poor souls. All right, let's see. Dominion says, I think you and the PDR posse are not beyond redemption. No, we don't need redemption. All right, E22 says, hi, Bridge, Carl, ABQ, Peggy, Mike, Mike, and maybe... Melanie, Egberto, thank you for being here, folks. I'm scrolling down, scrolling down. Egberto, I will expect the Dominion case will uh, open the floodgates for future lawsuits against Fox. Next up are Smartmatic and any class action regarding January 6th. Fox doesn't want its anchors testifying in court and will pay to avoid that. That's the thing. They can't have their anchors on stage because at that point, credibility for all but the sycophants are lost. Uh, let's continue. Okay. Carl Cox says, good one. Twitch 2247. I can't read that one. Let's continue. Bridge says, Nike C. Then they said, Nike, Mike C. When they settled, he did not win. Oh my God. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mike C. says, the MSM lied about Trump Russia collusion for six years. No, they did not. And I've already spoken on that. They should be fined billions. For what? For telling the truth? Uh, Fox admitted it on tape. Exactly right. Carl Cox says Mike Cisak is wrong again. Believes Fox News Channel fascist propaganda. Zeke Heil. What can I say about that German thing? Okay. Nazi boy. Okay, let's continue. Mike Cisak says Bridge MCP. It was invited guests that Dominion was complaining about. These guests weren't paid by Fox News. So no, Fox didn't. Actually, we even have them saying it. We have tape. Well, you won't want to listen to the tapes. I, I'm sorry. Don't forget the marathon, how you were firebombed, etc. Yes, and I continue to maintain that I was firebombed. And guess what? Fireworks in a, in a, a bunch of Roman candles turned together is, in fact, a firebomb. You can, try to, you can try to make it not so, but it is so. So I won't even get there again. Eric Hayes says, Egberto... You would support government uh, fraud, right? Well, why would developers and lawyers be able to get rich via 100% tax deduction on apartments? They shouldn't. That should somehow benefit the poor. 
Turner has done it for years in Houston, letting Ellis and Earn money in the... F Look, if you have some way to convict Ellis for doing something that you think is wrong, put it out there. Don't put out what you hear from the right wing. Put out the facts. You know what's the interesting thing about it? Ellis and all those guys that play the law are doing just that, playing the law. Carl Cox, and I, whether I agree with it, no, I don't. You know where I stand. Paul Fleming says he's checking in. Well, Michael Runnan also says, well, at least Eric Hayes is reading ABC News. They're a highly factually accurate source, even if sometimes with the wrong context. Tom C. says, welcome to America, where every home is a bunker and sign on the uh, gets uh, and sign on the gate should read beware of mad dog with gun this land is my land this land ain't your land this land belongs to me not you i'm waiting for the next poem tom c i know i i see one coming inside of there bruce pollard says bruce is okay mostly i have secondary regressive multiple sclerosis in my spine which screws up my left side it makes walking difficult and all the issues so far, my head is as good as ever. Thanks for asking. It, it, you know, you know what's interesting, Daniel? I I would have repeated, I would have said that, but it was for Bruce to say that. But it just shows you, my friend, the lack of humanity that one can have. It's amazing. I wish you well. Uh, Bruce Pollard said, let's not forget that much to their chagrin, they called the election correctly first. Fox did amazingly, but it wasn't Fox News. It was their scientific department, their analytical department, the one that's not based on all the other crap. Bridge MCP says, the right is, uh, the right, what? The right in here just will not admit it. And they do is bring up others, admit it, move on. Stop bringing up others one subject at a time. Now admit Fox lied, period. Exactly. Egberto, it's been proven in court that the Trump-Russia collusion uh, holds of the DNC Hillary. No, it was not proven in court. I don't know where you pick up the lies that you, that you try to put out here, but I feel sorry for you that you buy into all of that misinformation because it makes you, well, I won't go there. Uh, Paul Fleming says, I have MS Bruce, relapse remitting. Uh, uh, relapse remittent. I also have leg drop. You know, I mean, a lot of us, as we grow older, get all these things. And I remember your story, Paul Fleming, because we did an interview where you actually uh, gave us some, if, if I'm not mistaken, uh, some of that. I think, I think. If I'm wrong, forgive me. Mike Csak says, bring MCP Fox News. Didn't admit, uh, Fox didn't admit uh, in the settlement. Sorry, but that's a fact. No. They didn't, and I, you know, that one CSEC is partially right. I wanted Fox News to simply come out and say we lied. But instead, uh, Dominion said, we're going to just take the money. It's, it's eight times the value of our company. We're going to just take the money. And in America, that's what capitalist companies do. It's not about ethics. It's about, it's about let's take the money and run. Now, a good friend of mine sent me a text message, and he says, Egberto, now that they've gotten seven to eight times what they're worth, I want to see if they're going to share that money with their workers or just let it all go to shareholder value. To which I answered him, it's going to shareholder value. Anyhow, that's just how capitalism works in our country. There's no point in the only, the only stakeholder that matters 
are the ones with capital. Anyway, we're going to start this way. Rokana says this, and he's actually correct. Rokana says, please don't fall for 2016 again. We can't allow a 2016 again where Donald Trump won. He lost the election, but won the electoral college because we spent too much time on the frivolities of, of Donald Trump. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. What's your response to the president's comments surrounding this case? Jose, I agree with the president that the law enforcement process will play itself out, and I have faith in that. I hope we don't make the same mistake in 2016 where we just start covering Trump's trial and Trump's scandals, and we focus still on the school shootings in Tennessee. We focus on the president's message of bringing manufacturing jobs back, uh, of lowering prices. That's really what the American people want to talk about, and I fear if this just becomes a Trump spectacle 24-7 on cable news that he's going to benefit in the the same way he benefited in 2016. Congressman, I, I do want to talk to you about what's happening behind me because the Manhattan DA, right, Alvin Bragg, uh, dismissing letters, right, from your Republican colleagues seeking more information um, on the hush money investigation. Where does this go next when it seems like the Republicans um, in the House are committed to, right, interviewing, seeking testimony from folks like the Manhattan DA, along with, of course, uh, folks inside the Biden administration? That's going to backfire on my colleagues on the Oversight Committee. Look, in my seven years in Congress, I have never once spoken out about what the local district attorney in my district should do, whether he should charge someone, not charge someone on a case. Members of Congress simply should not be commenting or interfering in the legal process, and we should let it play out. If uh, the former president uh, is not uh, guilty, the, I have faith in the process that the judge, the juries, that that process will play out. I, I guess if you believe in the American judicial process, uh, let it play out. And members of Congress don't add anything by intervening. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that every. So if you believe in the judicial process, you let it play out. I'll be. Uh, let me just say one thing though. I do not believe in the judicial process. As I was speaking on KPFT. Earlier today, when somebody asked me about the Second Amendment and, and, and whether we would be able to find a legal way to show that the militia uh, today isn't what the militia was um, as the founders spoke about it. And my answer to him, first of all, I don't care what the founders thought or believe for all practical purposes. A lot of people just put their 100% faith in this Constitution and what did the founders mean when they wrote it. I'll be very honest with you. I do not give a damn about anything the founders meant when they wrote the Constitution. Did they write a plausible document that did some good? Yes, they did. But as far as me wanting to go into their minds a few hundred years later, I am not going to try to go into the minds of the founders. I'm going to go into the minds of what people are living today. I'm going to go into the minds of who've been hurt by the thought process of these founders. After all, Egberto Willis was three-fifths of a person when these founders wrote the Constitution. After all, women could not vote because the interpretation by states of the, who could vote 
was limited, was not instantiated within that document so women couldn't vote. I give, I will not, I will not, and no, none of you who are listening to my voice uh, should give any preeminence to what the founders uh, have written as being a gospel. Did they get certain things right? Yes. Did they get a lot of stuff wrong? Yes. The Electoral College was completely wrong, especially for these times. Not having, uh, specifically making sure that all people could vote was completely wrong. Not uh, call, allowing, allowing, uh, allowing a compromise where black folks were three-fifths of a person was wrong. Not creating institutionalized force so that all treaties that were created with the indigenous people were realized not there's nothing in there protecting that no i'm sorry for those who are upset when i say things like that i just ask you to look in the mirror because 95 percent of you who look in the mirror the constitution was never written for you it wasn't until and re, look at the, the look at the at the documentary created by uh, David Cobb, myself, and others called Legalize Democracy. We had to legalize democracy after the, after, after the Constitution was written by many factors, using the judiciary, using plebiscite, using all kinds of forms we had to do to make the Constitution a democratic, a more democratic document. But when that document was created, only 5% of Americans could vote. So please, people, let's not reinvent history. The reason why, too often, nobody wants the real history of the United States to be taught. They don't want the real history of our creation to be taught. It's because what we learn is that we were not far off from the monarchy. There is a lot of myth in what we've learned. There's a hell of a lot of myth in what we've learned. And until we come to pass and come to understand those things, then you know what? We will repeat the same mistake as Trump has allowed people to do what they were thinking of for a long time, to be instantiated. Please, people. Love each other. Don't lie to each other. Understand our past. Don't blame folks for the past. We blame those who want to reinstitute the past. That's all. That's all. Anyhow, we got another video to show. And this other video is, uh, you know, Greg Abbott likes to promote himself as the person who believes in the sanctity of life. Greg Abbott loves to talk about law and order. And the first time a right-winger murders somebody that he didn't like because they opposed his evil, after a smart jury convicted that criminal murderer, what does he want to do? He wants to let him go. Well, let, let's take a look at how Chris Hayes talked about it, and then we'll take it on the other side because it must be seen. 
One week ago, a Texas man named Daniel Perry was convicted of murder. He hasn't been sentenced yet, but Texas Governor Greg Abbott already says he wants to pardon him. And to be clear, this is not a case of someone being wrongfully convicted. No one is disputing that in 2020, Perry drove his car into a crowd of Black Lives Matter protesters in Austin, Texas, before shooting and killing a man named Garrett Foster. Perry's legal defense rested on Texas's standard ground laws, which allowed residents to kill someone in an act of self-defense. Perry's lawyers noted that Garrett Foster was carrying a rifle at the time, something he was legally allowed to do in the state of Texas, which has some of the loosest gun laws in the nation. But crucially, witnesses say Foster never raised the gun, and jurors just didn't buy the self-defense argument. They convicted him. That's in part because Perry sent messages to friends that read, quote, might go to Dallas to shoot looters and, quote, might have to kill a few people on my way to work. They are rioting outside my apartment complex. Yesterday, a newly unsealed court filing revealed Perry conducted online searches for terms like protest tonight, protesters in Seattle getting shot, and riot shootouts, as well as social media posts where Perry compared BLM protesters to monkeys and zoo animals, declared himself a racist, expressed a desire to hunt Muslims. Now, some of that information was not made available to the jury, which convicted Perry regardless. This information is publicly available. The idea that Greg Abbott is unaware of these messages and searches really stretches credulity. In fact, they could be one reason why folks like Tucker Carlson are pushing so hard for Abbott to pardon Perry, something Tucker Carlson did before Abbott announced his intentions to do so. So this is a legal atrocity. It's so obviously unjust that tonight we extended an invitation to the sitting governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, to come on this show on Monday. And we wanted to ask if he was considering a pardon for Daniel Perry. But for some reason, Governor Greg Abbott's office told us he just can't make it and that we should talk to the Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton, instead. So that is Greg Abbott's position. Less than 24 hours after that aired on Fox, Governor Abbott announced his intentions to pursue a pardon for Daniel Perry. This is just the latest example of a a really, really chilling trend among the political right to excuse or embrace deadly right-wing vigilantism. There's a real argument among some conservatives they should, first of all, be able to hoard guns, and then, crucially, use those guns to shoot protesters, shoot liberals, and that it should be legal to do so. It's the theory Greg Abbott is appears to be effectively endorsing now. We, it's we, the theory. It's no theory about it. There's your there's your thing for the screen, brother Rudnick. Um, it's no theory that that is what Greg Abbott is pushing at all. Greg Abbott is pushing for the maintenance of criminals. Okay, he is generating criminals. Greg Abbott is. He is making it that it's okay. And, and by the way, let, let, let's, give, let's, let's merge this into those three shootings. Uh, the shooting that killed that beautiful young woman in, uh, in, in New York. Let's look at the, the, the almost killing of a young man in Missouri who was shot by an 85-year-old thuggish, and I got to call him that, if, you, if, if somebody rings your bell and your answer to that bell is a bullet through the glass and then when the person falls on the ground is a bullet through the shoulder or the arm, 
That's a thug. That's a criminal. An 85-year-old criminal, God knows what he had in the back of his head. Just like the 65-year-old criminal in, uh, in, in, in New York and in Texas, I think it was uh, some uh, city in Texas, this other criminal that shot this beautiful cheerleader because she accidentally went to his car because. Okay? You know what's the, the, the central figure here? The availability of guns. Whereas somebody may have shouted and said, hey, that's my car, leave it alone. Or whereas somebody would have said, get away from my door, I'm not answering the door, you have a gun. You, you, you feign that you've got, you're scared. And the first thing that comes to mind is using that thing that is so easy to get to. The blood of all three of those people are on the hands of the NRA, their supporters, and the politicians who've allowed those laws. They are the killers. They are what we should call accomplices. They incited those killings. Make no mistake about it. They incited those killings. They are criminals. They are criminals, and they all of them should go in jail, go to jail. That's where they belong. They are a menace to society. First of all, getting a gun like that, then using the gun like that. These people are a menace to society and they must be removed from society. That's how we talk about those common thugs that, that go ahead and, 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 and do something. We got to criminalize all those who use these guns. Then maybe even as these particular criminal politicians pass these criminal laws, people will disregard them and say, nah, I better not get me an AR-15 because I may get in trouble more so than the other. All right, so what we got here, Daniel says, so it's open season on leftists in Texas. That is horrible. People are killing willy-nilly around here and getting away with it. I swear, MAGA and Daily, so I don't get shot down at the HEB. Oh, really? You were a MAGA? Well, what can I say? All right. Uh, but he says, sure, Eric, change subject instead of commenting on how insane this is. You notice I didn't bother reading some of these things, uh, my dear sweet sister. Anyway, I got one more. And this one is about uh, changing subject. We're going to Israel now. Chuck Todd get, did a, a, a fairly good job in embarrassing uh Benjamin Netanyahu, I, who I consider a war criminal. I consider Benjamin Netanyahu a war criminal for what he has done in Palestine. This has nothing to do with my, my, brother, my Israeli brothers and sisters, my Jewish brothers and sisters. Unfortunately, Netanyahu is nothing but a war criminal. Take a look at the amount of kids from the from the cities in 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 in, uh, in Gaza and in the South Bank that he has demolished, killing people, killing reporters. The man is a war criminal. Chuck Todd wasn't as hard on him as he should have. Chuck Todd didn't ask him why is he building settlements in, in land, on land that isn't his? Why is he building settlements to create a non-contiguous territory that easily prevents an easy formation of a two-state solution? 
he didn't go into details about that, but at least he went into details that actually should crush uh, those who just think the guy is there to, oh, I want to change the court. Check this out. We'll then take it on the other side. Because like I said, he didn't do the job that I would have done with Netanyahu, but he did a fairly good job. Check it out. I want to make sure the pendulum doesn't swing from an all-powerful judiciary, always independent, but not always all-powerful, that overrules the government or the uh, the uh, parliament. But at the same time, I don't want the parliament overruling automatically uh, every decision of the Supreme Court. So I've decided to uh, uh, take time out. Try to get a balance between the opposing uh, views, and there are strongly opposing views in both sides of our society, and I hope to reach this by consensus. I think that's actually the right thing to do, and I'm doing it. But do you understand why perhaps um, your opponents in the country just don't take you at face value about the judicial reforms because you yourself would benefit from these reforms due to your corruption trial and the ability perhaps to make this either corruption trial totally go away or be delayed? How how can you lead this effort if you yourself may benefit from this effort? How do you make it credible to the public? Here's another uh, fib, another lie. That's just not true. My uh, uh, my own legal proceedings, which, by the way, are crumbling. All these charges against me have been crumbling. It's interesting that the uh, hostile press stopped covering it. Stop covering the trial the minute it began because things are just crumbling one after the other. But be that as it may, it's important to understand the judges in my case have already been chosen. I've made it absolutely abundantly clear that the reform will not affect any judge who today or tomorrow in the future has to deal with my case. So my case is completely independent from this. And uh, the, the thing that has people well, you, have to the, understand the, is the Knesset did the change public, the they the, did the change the incapacity the law. Wants to Right. They changed the incapacity law on the prime minister well, to, to no, make they, sure that if you're indicted, that that wouldn't be cause for removal. Or excuse me, if you're convicted, no, that, that it wouldn't that be cause actually for is removal. something that. No, no, actually, that's not true. The, the, the important thing is that it actually would be a cause for removal. It's the, the charges, uh, that are not a subject. Otherwise, you can, you can, you can charge anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have some politically appointed prosecutors. Justice Jackson said, a, a famous American jurist, he said, the power of a politically motivated prosecution, they can just remove anybody on anything. And, and therefore, in Israel, under the, uh, unanimous decision of the Israeli Supreme Court, uh, you cannot remove a prime minister based on charges on, on charges right. that can be politicized so that hasn't changed and that is uh, that is actually in, enshrined in law and in Supreme Court decisions I look the whole thing is th- there is an issue it's a real issue uh, it affects many uh, democracies sooner or later yeah. it's affected Israel because of the imbalance of the three branches of government we're trying to bring it back in balance but I think trying to bring it back into balance requires at least for me as prime minister uh, of a democratic, uh, uh, fiercely and right. robustly democratic uh, country called Israel to try to do it in as broad an agreement as possible, and I'm I'm definitely you, giving it a shot. By the way, willing to expect, take also do you, do you accept, for my side in right. so doing. Do you accept that this has taken a toll on you politically? That the public doesn't like this? Do you accept the premise that the public is upset about this? Oh, some some of it is uh, is is upset. You wouldn't know about the other side that seeks that wants to have the judicial reform because they, their their demonstrations are not covered. You once said two terms should be enough for an Israeli prime minister. Uh, why'd you backtrack? Yeah, I said 
I didn't backtrack. I said if you had a presidential system, you could put term limits on the on the prime minister. There is no elected parliamentary democracy in which you have limitations on terms of service of the prime minister. Oh, I know there's not opinion, there, but you yourself else. said you only have that in presidential. You system. said you yourself said you didn't think staying in power that uh, how, uh, you know that. It, if you can't accomplish your goals in your first term, you might accomplish them in your second, but you don't need any more time than that. I was referring to a question on, on a presidential system, but if you want to know, I think I still have, uh, and apparently the people of Israel think I still have many things to do. Block Iran's quest for the bomb, yeah. expand the circle of peace with other Arab countries, forge Israel's uh, uh, economy to bring it to much higher levels. I've made it a free market economy, yeah. but I think we have incredible potential in all these things, uh, and perhaps arrive at a consensual judicial reform. These are four big tickets by the way, I have another eight, but I'm not going to uh, take the your and time. I, I, I hear you very quickly. Pre yes, President, I have, I President, have Biden, President Biden has weighed in, uh, concerned about the judicial reform. Do you believe this is impacting U.S.-Israeli relations? No, I don't. I, I think uh, I think President Biden has been a great friend of Israel. I've known him for 40 years from the time he was a senator through vice president, through president. Uh, I know his uh, commitment to Israel's security. Uh, friends can have disagreements on occasion. Uh, but I share with him the view that uh, we should act uh, and not only share the view, I'm actually acting on it to try to reach a, a broad consensus as possible. I want to tell you one thing, Chuck. Uh, yes. When I compare the degree of coordination between Israel and America uh, on security matters, on intel, on cyber, economic cooperation. Yeah. I mean, there's just no comparison to where this was 20, 27 years ago. Today, it's, I think Israel, I, I always say America is Israel's indispensable and by far the best ally. But I want to tell you, I don't think you have a better ally in the world than Israel because Israel has become a great, technological power yeah. and a great asset I, to the United States. Well, I, I don't know about that. I could talk about a whole lot of other countries that I consider, uh, while not mentioned in our mainstream media, are a better value for America. We could start with a country like Brazil. We could start with other countries like, uh, <laughs> to put it bluntly, even we could even talk about Argentina, you know, but I'm sorry, Chile, but I won't really go there, okay? I won't really go there. Anyhow, uh, Egberto, why did you put him on air? It was important. Let me tell you why, uh, Michael. It's important for people to see uh, we, we support Israel, okay, as a country, but this guy is a, not just a neocon, this guy is a fascist, running to be dictator of the country. And we want people to at least have him at the tip of their tongues as we put more information out on criminals like this guy. Anyhow, we are getting close to the end. I think I see 57. And I think I was right when I saw 57. Uh, let me go ahead and ask my dear brothers and sisters to please support our program. Uh, we are so far still running on negative. So we ask you so kindly to support the program. How can you support the program? 
You can support the program by going to politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal and either support it as a one-time uh, contribu contribution, one-time form of support, or you can do it as small monthly support if you want. I, 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 I love them all, but I prefer the latter. You can support us in the same manner at Patreon. Patreon is another platform that supports people that do this kind of work that we're doing. Uh, you, if you are on YouTube, you can just go ahead and click that join and just say, you know what, I'm going to, a few pennies, I'm going to support Politics Done Right. If we can get thousands of these, we can actually get some help in getting people to help me cut videos, blogs, etc. Right now I'm writing books, writing blogs. Bridge MCP, thank you so kindly for that super chat. Get well, uh, keep <laughs> keep preaching the truth. Thank you very much. I had a hard time reading on the backside of blue. Thank you so kindly for that support. Anybody else who wants to just click that button and be a supporter, please do join. Uh, please go ahead and support as well at, at, at uh, YouTube. Just click that join button. If you click that join button, you immediately become a PDR Posse member on YouTube. Likewise, if you're not on YouTube but want to be one via YouTube, politicsunright.com slash YouTube. I've just added that into the chat. Uh, Facebook, you can also join us by becoming a supporter on Facebook. That's politicsunright.com slash Facebook. Shop at our stores. Our stores have some great memorabilia. Let's see. Egberto, time to mail out a yearly bonus and screw YouTube. They're not, they're not taking 30%. They're taking, to, yeah, they are taking 30%. It's crazy. I mean, the thing, let me tell you why I, I stay with the Facebooks and all those that are taking commissions, uh, Michael. A lot of people have faith in giving through these guys as opposed to saying, going to these independent uh, folks like uh, Politics Done Right or whatever. So whatever makes somebody comfortable. You can, you can support us. If you, if you prefer to not have those charges, PayPal is a good way to support us. PoliticsDoneRight.com slash PayPal. Of course, buy our books on Amazon, politicsandright.com slash books, politicsandright.com slash books. I guarantee you, you would enjoy the books. And if you want a place, if you want to see a lot of the tribulations that somebody like myself have gone through being who I am here in the United States, please go ahead and go to, and yeah, Michael, feel free to support us however you want to, my brother. And you have, you've been one of our great supporters as well, brother Rudnan. And just go to politicsunright.com slash tribulations. Hear my story about the tribulations of being who I am here in the United States. But remember, if you want to find out all the different ways you can support us, simply go to politicsunright.com slash support. politicsunright.com slash support. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.